Hey, welcome to Dudes Rippin' Brews on today's podcast. Uh, we're back. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the first podcast we've done in like six months, and it's great to be back. It is. I feel a little rusty, you know? That's yeah. okay. That's okay. Uh, Mari has told a really great story about becoming an American, and, and something he did that is, I don't know, I guess American. I'm one, I'm one step closer, you guys. Uh, you know? I'm almost there. Uh, we're also we're we're sort of rebranding to uh, dudes ripping booze. Uh, I don't know about that name, but uh, maybe the Boozy Boys, something like that. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll workshop that. We're workshopping, but uh, we drink booze now. You know, quarantine did a number on us, and and we we've resorted to some whiskeys. Mm-hmm. We're big boys. Yeah. We're big boys, and uh, I, I, I like to say big dogs. <laughs> um, so we're going to be drinking some whiskey on the podcast going forward a little bit. Now, obviously, we're still drinking beers, and uh, uh, Jim was gracious enough to bring us a, a very good bottle of whiskey today. Um, yeah, stay tuned and, and listen for all of that. Hey, what's going on? This is Dudes Rippin' Brews. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Uh, we're back. We haven't done a podcast in, I don't even know how long, six months? Yeah, I think it was, right, what is it, November maybe? We're back, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good to be back. It's been a while. So, um, <clears throat> quarantine. What have you guys been doing? Puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I did some puzzles at the very beginning of quarantine, like literally a year ago, and one of them took me, I don't know, a month, not a month, a week of every single day from the time I got off work until the time I went to bed, I was doing this damn puzzle. Did you feel good about yourself? No, I felt like shit, and then when I was done with that puzzle, I said... I'm done with puzzles for yeah. a while. You know what's funny? I, I I actually say I did puzzles. I did a couple puzzles, maybe three puzzles. And I had a similar thing where, like, literally working from home, where I kept going down periodically during the day, like, especially during lunch, and I'd get hooked on doing a puzzle, and my lunch break that should only be an hour would turn into, like, an hour and 30 minutes because i do 30 Ooh. minutes of puzzles. And I couldn't stop. I was hooked. Dude, you're, you're stealing time. <laughs> So I actually cuff me, dude. I, <laughs> I used to do that at work when we were in the office. We had a desk, like a spare desk in our area. And we would put a puzzle on there, and literally, like throughout the day, I would just like glance over at this puzzle, <laughs> like literally, like I just like just sniping pieces. You see one, you say, "I know where that one goes." No, I just look over this puzzle and it go. <laughs> you look at the puzzle the puzzle will be looking back at you yeah. and you guys make weird eye contact yeah. and, and then you'd have to engage right? exactly. I would have to engage and I'd walk over and I'd do this puzzle and I'd say just two minutes while I'm, while I'm on my way to the bathroom right? two minutes, two minutes yeah. 25 minutes later <laughs> I still stand over this damn puzzle um, but that was, that was pre-quarantine when I still loved puzzles and now I'm like Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a puzzle that was, uh, that actually Tim got me for Christmas. It was a glow-in-the-dark wolf puzzle, and it was really cool, but it was one of the weirdest puzzles because it had these weird-ass shapes, and it was glow-in-the-dark, but it was really cool. took me forever to do, and now at this point I don't like want to do any. I don't even want to look at a puzzle. Well, not even if there's a wolf on it? So, I, yeah, correct. I actually have some other wolf puzzles oh, that I haven't <laughs> done. I just... Just Who's not in the mood for a puzzle, you know? Yeah. But you know what else I did during quarantine? I I got I got knee deep in bourbon. Knee deep. So you you were taking a bourbon bath is <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> I said knee deep bath is more like up to your like nipples. nipples. So, yeah. Nice. Sure. But, but if you lay down in that knee deep uh well, that would be over puddle, my eyebrows. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could be taking anyway, this is good. I, I, I got in, man. I, I went full on, and at this point, my booze cabinet needs some reinforcement. 
like I don't mean like extra booze. I mean like it needs some support to hold it up because it is completely full of bourbon and other boozes. And I'm actually afraid I'm gonna hear a loud bang in the middle of the night, and all of my booze is just gonna be crashed down onto the floor. So what you're saying, from what I hear, is that you're you're a boozy boy. I am a boozy boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think I might be the boozy boy. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> is, that, is there any room in that club? Or yeah, it yeah, it could be It could be a trifecta club, sure. Yeah. It's a three-person club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I do think so. Well, listen, I mean, we've been... <clears throat> we've been off for a while in terms of podcasts, and we haven't, we haven't done anything like this in a while. Uh, but... And also, the world's been weird, right? And it's been weird for us, and it's weird, and weird for for everybody else. And I think I think all of us here, we want to get back to podcasting, um, this, especially this because place, right? yeah. So the last time that we did a podcast, we sat in this room, very room, yeah. and the entire time you wore a mask. You know, mm -hmm. and to me that like you you do you. You know, it's like mm -hmm. people don't know what COVID is, but at the same time, I. You know, it, it, I feel more comfortable just putting a pause on doing podcasts until we don't have to wear masks. And at this point, we're all vaccinated, right. so it's a little different now and feeling a little bit better about it, you know. So here we are, you know, and we're back, and I think we'd like to do these podcasts a little more regularly, uh, just get together. Um, number one, I, you know, I think for the people that do listen to us, it, it's, it's nicer to have a, a more regular cadence. But it's also nicer for us too, you know, just to get together and have an excuse to hang out and drink some drinks and uh, and just catch up, you know. Um, yeah, and but having said that, um, what, like, what do we want this podcast to be going forward? And yeah, I think we've all thought about it, not like super deep, like realistically, it's not going to change that much. But Jim said he's knee deep in bourbon. I've also been doing that, and uh, I think we want to bring some more stuff into the podcast. And sure. it's, instead of uh, just just being craftier focused, I think we're gonna do some cocktails, some 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 whiskeys, for sure. Yeah, I think I think that'd be that'd be cool. And you know, you guys are you guys like to drink liquor more than more than I do, and specifically whiskey, bourbon, all that stuff. So I, w I want you guys to kind of hold my hand and, and take me with you. Uh, begin my journey in, in, in bourbon, and, and this podcast can be a part of that. I'll hold your hand. Uh, yeah. This sounds like a Beatles song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I think we're the boozy boys, right? I guess so. If, if Jim wants us in the club, I'll let you guys in. No, right. Honorary members. Nice. No, we're original members. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, so... So with that being said, we are drinking uh, actually a beer right now, uh, and Jim, you you brought this from your travels. Yeah, you got the can over there. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah. So I was down in uh, Columbus a few weeks ago, and my uh, very kind boss, who lives in Columbus, picked up uh, some some beer and and shared it with me. And it's from a brewery that we all really love mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh, called Dancing Gnome, and mm -hmm. this is special to me because. Dancing Gnome is one that we all really love, and I've never personally seen it here in Cleveland, but the fact that you can get in Columbus is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so you can read what the can is. I can't see what that is from here. Yeah, sure. It's called uh, Painter Pigment, um, and it says it's an American ale. Now, that's what they all fucking say, though. That's what I was going to ask. Are all of them just ales? They're all hazies. I, I think that's... I know they are, but yeah. they never say, like, hey, this is a hazy IPA. Well, I think they do on some of them. No, I yeah. think they all say American IPA, or American ales. I think they all say that. Really? As so far as I remember, all their beers say that. Hmm. So, just looking at, at the beer that we poured out, it looks, obviously, very hazy. Looks pretty light. What do you guys think? It's. I mean, it's a straight-up hazy IPA. The, the whole, the whole, what it's American ale thing is bullshit. Mm -hmm. It also sucks because if you go there, it's so misleading. Like, if if somebody's like, "Hey, I'm a dancing gnome," like, you want anything? I'd be like, "What do they have?" And they said American ale. I'd be like, "Nah, I'm good." Well, but I really, like, this is great. Last time we were there, I, I remember I might even told the story on the podcast. I said, "You know, what beer is good?" He's like, "Well, what do you like?" I said, "IPAs." He said, 
They're all IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed in your yeah, face. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he, he, he like chortled at me. You know, like like every beer they had on draft was an IPA. Yeah, it's funny. It's it. They have a, uh, they're they're weird, I guess, in the sense that like pretty much every beer they have is going to be an IPA on, on on draft, but then they'll have like a Bach, <laughs> you know, like some weird obscure yeah, one. Just, yeah, just very different. I don't know. I don't know how they decide how to, what they want to brew, but obviously it's the it's the haze that sells. So, so I haven't had that Bach, but every beer I've ever had from them has been ten out of ten. Yeah, this is no exception. This one's very good. I think this one's a little bit lighter in terms of body and everything. That's okay by me though. Yeah, but the hops are there. I think it's a very solid beer and very uh, drinkable. Something that I would love to drink just like in this situation on it. Saturday night with friends. Yeah, you do get some hops. I think I think it might be a little bit older, so uh, I, I think maybe it's not a house baby a little bit. But um, you know, overall, I very enjoyable. Um, I I, lo- I love. I guess a lot of, a lot of people shit on hazy IPAs, but uh, when done well, they can really bring out some awesome hop flavors. And I, I, I like that a lot. I know I know Jim, you're a you're a West Coast IPA guy. I love West Coast IPAs. You know, one of the things that, that's really driving me nuts about the hazies is, in, you know, they've been kind of taking over craft beer for the last year or so. And it, yeah, yeah, but mostly, this, so mostly in the last year, what I've been seeing, and it drives me insane, every brewery puts out now four packs instead of six packs. They're all 16-ounce cans, and it's 15 or more dollars for mm-hmm. four pack. And it fucking pisses me off because I don't want to pay $15 for a four-pack. You know, that's just too much money for me. I think that's ridiculous. And I'd much rather pay $10 or $10.99 for a six-pack of a West Coast IPA that I get more enjoyment out of. That's, I mean, that's really why, like, I love what I love these hazies. It's just, it's just they're a little sweet. They're, I only want one, but still, I don't want to pay that much money. That's my biggest complaint here. That's right. You know, I, I think um, I think I guess I don't have any actual evidence for this, but I think in the 2020 and 2021, uh, I'm assuming beer prices in, in terms of cans or packs, like you said, have probably gone up. Um, and that's just because the breweries didn't have as much of a chance to sell their beer on premise, mm-hmm. and they can charge six, seven bucks a pint, and so they had to sell most of their beer to go in cans and they don't make as much, as big of a profit for that because you know like you said you paid 16 bucks uh, for a four pack which would come out to four dollars a beer but on premise they would sell it for six seven and so I'm assuming some some brewers probably raise their prices and yeah. on cans just to kind of make up for that because they're not getting that many people on premise to buy their beer like that makes sense you know what I end up doing I got knee deep in bourbon, and I drank a lot of bush. Honestly, okay. you know, I, I see a fourteen or fifteen ninety nine four pack, and sitting directly next to it is it seventeen or eighteen ninety nine thirty pack of bush. <laughs> you know, and well, at some it's, point, it's, it's probably not sitting right next to it. <laughs> okay, but, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got to go through the back of the store. You know what I'm saying, but. That's yeah, what I find I, myself I, drinking a lot, you know. And, that, and that's not even you're not even talking about that expensive, like. Right. Mo- most days are twenty, twenty-two for a four pack. It's, so. cra- it's crazy. It just. But it's not, you know. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot higher, but like you pay way, like you pay way more when you like, drink it at a brewery. So. All right, so so here's the other thing that reason that I didn't want to buy those. Usually, when I buy a fourteen or fifteen ninety nine or whatever it is four pack. You get a nice can like we're drinking right now, yeah. and you share it with friends. Yeah. Well, and during COVID, yeah. you couldn't fucking share it with friends because nobody's getting together. So it's yeah. like I'm drinking the whole thing by myself, right. and then by the end of it, you're almost like tired of it, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a sure. really, that's a really good point. For sure. Like that in that in- instance, I would much rather have a 12 ounce can instead of a 16 ounce can. Or even like a 100%. six ounce can. Yeah, exactly. You know I, mean? I, I 100%. You know, one of the things that COVID really impacted is, uh, you know, we, around Christmas time or so, we would get like big bombers of mm-hmm. like really 
big, rare Imperial Stouts, and we would share them with friends. Uh, we would have our epic beer share. Obviously, in 2020, that didn't really happen, uh, but it didn't happen just with, with us. Like, like, everybody stopped sharing those beers with friends, and, like, like 22-ounce bombers you can't really find anymore. Like, nobody's making those anymore, really. It makes sense. I mean... How the fuck can you drink a 22-ounce oh. bomber of an Imperial Stout by yourself? That. I don't want that. Don't want but by yourself. Like that, that, that's yeah. something you share with four people. Exactly. And honestly, a lot of these hazies feel the same way with. Um, yeah, they, they, could, they could get over the top. For sure. Especially like the, the milkshake ones where they're right. super sweet. So I told Marius, so <clears throat> a little backstory for people who are listening. Last night I saw Marius... Really? For the first time in months. Yeah. We went out to the brewery, right? We did. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it, was, it was great hanging out. And I told him, I've also been drinking a lot of Bush, High Life, you know, like bullshit beers, right? I, I agree with Jim. One of the reasons why is because, you know, like I'm used to sharing and stuff. But honestly, I don't, like that's, I never even really thought about that. The main reason why I think I was is just because I wasn't really around craft beer very much like I wasn't going to breweries I wasn't like like sometimes when I go to breweries and I get an IPA like I just get hooked and then I'm like every time I go to the store I'm like I gotta get some IPAs like god damn that was so fucking good uh like a special release beer or something and I'm like I haven't done any of that I don't see any special release beers I'm sick of everything and I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna get something something cheap familiar yeah I'm just gonna get some Miller High Life in bottles. You know what I mean? Right. I know we're a, a craft beer podcast, but like realistically, we're we're, we're people, right? And we can, yeah, we can have these cravings or feelings. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I I think that's great. You know, it's, I think it's interesting to see how uh, the pandemic has in, like impacted what we're doing booze wise, right? So we're, we're the boozy boys now. So yeah, it's, it's all encompassing. That's right. So speaking of booze, yeah. you know what the pandemic did to bourbon? It, it actually the prices go way up. Fucking pisses me off. Not only did it make the prices go up, it is impossible to find anything that's decent. Interesting. So I heard you guys say this today, but it's the first time I heard about it. I'm not huge into into bourbon. So so you, you guys, you guys are, you, like you can't find bourbon anymore. Like for example, <laughs> very very off off topic, but. Uh, at home, our printer cracked out, so we have to go buy a printer. <laughs> yeah, and okay. and yeah, it's okay. So I was like, "Hey, Kristen, let's go to Office Max." Okay, we go there. The shelves are just bare. <laughs> dude, there's nothing dude, there. I, I know all about that. Yeah, dude, and we're, we're we asked the, the guy at, at at the store, and he's like, he he kind of laughed at us. <laughs> yeah, you can't find anything fucking here. Like, what are you what are you doing? Are you are you, are you crazy? Because um, yeah, every, everybody's buying and and. Um, he said, you know, they would get a shipment of printers and in two days they'd just be gone. You know? Waiting in line overnight to get a printer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a shitty ass printer, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Everybody's trying to work from home now and they need a printer. Yeah. You know? Sorry, I, I know there was a detour, but, but the, it, did that happen to Bernie? No, yeah, well? but actually, you know what? While we're on that detour, I want to add something to that because uh-huh. that same fucking thing happened to me and it actually pissed me off so much because, so April 14th, okay? The day before tax day. And now, don't, oh boy. I, I know tax day got moved. Don't fucking email us and say, what didn't, didn't <laughs> oh. move. I, I know it got moved. <laughs> However, Cleveland taxes did not get moved. Oh. So I still had to file my Cleveland taxes on time. Oh, well, I didn't file my taxes. Am I fucked? I don't know if you're I mean, fucked. I mean, I'll pay a fine, I guess. You, you, you might have to pay like a $50 fee. Fine. But it, it, they're not, the filing is not due. But your, like, quarterly estimate is due. Okay, so on April 14th, I fucking wait till the last day, right? But I know exactly what I'm doing. I already, you know, what? I, so I already filed my federal and my state, like, a month ago. And I was like, I'm just going to do my Cleveland one the day before. And I'm filling it out. <clears throat> and so I had, pa- I had paper forms. But my fiance, uh, she doesn't have to do the paper forms because... So Cleveland, I know this is fucking technical. I get it. She doesn't have she doesn't have to do paper forms because she didn't move this year. She doesn't have any special circumstances or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 
I get to the end of the of the filing and it says you have to file in paper for her. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't have paper. Like I don't have a printout. Yeah, I feel like at that point you just you just don't do your taxes. Well, yeah. So I went. I scrambled. It was nine p.m. I was a little buzzed, and I'm like, "Wait, oh my! Did you fucking buy a printer?" I fucking that night. uh, I I drove to Target to buy a fucking printer. Oh god! Alright. Not one printer in the store, and I literally (laughs) wanted to fucking murder someone. (laughs) I was like, "God damn it!" Uh, A, I'm gonna spend like. 150 bucks to buy a printer. I'm already fuming because of, like, I'm going to use this one time. I'm going to be back at work soon, and I can just print everything at work. And I'm like, you know, like, why the fuck am I buying this printer? So I'm already pissed off. I walk in the store, not a one printer in stock, and I'm like, literally, I could just, like, push this shelf down. Like, I just was so fucking mad. So I had to drive over my brother-in-law's house. What happened at Walmart? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I went to Walmart. After Target? No, before Target. Okay. <clears throat> so I was, this made me even fucking more mad. I get to Walmart's 24-7, right? Sure, yeah. The one near us is 24-7. Yeah. Park in the parking lot. And I walk up, I'm walking up to the store, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking print her today. You know? <laughs> and the guy that works there, like the manager of the store, literally sees me walking towards the store, like from 200 feet away, and he goes, hey, we're closed. And I'm like, since when? <laughs> like, literally, they're fucking open 24-7. He goes, since 15 minutes ago, our store manager told us we're closing. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of luck is this? And then I went to Target, no printers. So what happened? Okay, now so we my, what happened with Texas? Well, so my brother-in-law, who like, I was, it was 10 o'clock at night on a weeknight, mm-hmm. and I texted him, like, dude, listen, please, you have to do me a favor, because Jim was out of town at the time. He got home, but I was like, listen, can you please print these forms for me? <laughs> and I had to drive all the way to his house, which is like 30 minutes from, oh, 25 minutes from here, okay. to print the forms for me. Wait, so, okay, so you printed the forms, but, like, don't you have to mail them in? Yeah, I mailed them. As long as it's stamped on the 15th, you're good. Yeah. So, so I, you were on the 14th, right? So right. So you stamped on the 15th. Right, exactly. All right, all right. But goddamn was I pissed. Well, we're, we're the boozy boys. We, we have a hard time with printers. <laughs> and so let's reel it back, right? Uh, there's a hard time finding any good bourbon anymore. It's impossible. Shit that used to be available every single time you go to the beverage store, you just can't find it anymore. People wait around, uh, like, in line. At the moment that the liquor store opens, they're in line already. Just because they're savages and want to drink it at home? Because they're all, like, yeah. always at home now? Yeah. Okay. I want to rate some more beer. I, do I don't know if, what you guys got here. Um, you guys want to take a break, or do you want to just pop another beer? Yeah, let's, let's take a quick two-minute break. Right. We'll pop a beer in the break and then we'll uh, we'll recoup. Bless you. Oh, All right, uh, we'll be back. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Boozy Boys. Mm-hmm. It's not actually the Boozy Boys. It's yeah. we're not that boozy yet, but but soon. Soon, for sure. Soon. Uh, so during during the break, it was a little longer than two minutes. Like I said. Um, well, not, not for the people listening. No, for the people that are listening, it was like one second. Yeah. Uh, we poured up a beer. Jim, you want to you wanna talk about this beer? Yeah, this is a beer from a brewery in Columbus, which is actually a really cool spot, but it's called Noctera Brewing Company. This is called Terra Java, which is a coffee Baltic porter, and it's, it's made with some local coffee roasters. Um, I had this at the brewery the day that I got it, and I thought it was fantastic, so I had to get a six-pack to bring it home. So hopefully you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Yeah, th- this is this is really solid. It's a good coffee beer, but... Marius um, hates coffee. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even about the coffee. It's like, um, can you tell this is a Baltic Porter versus a no. uh, American style, let's say? No. Or, or, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think it's a really good beer, good-tasting beer. Yeah. But I think the coffee overpowers everything. I agree. And it's, to, to me, like, uh, where a Baltic Porter can be uh, rich and complex, um, this is 
the coffee dark beer. Too. Yeah. Um, and, and it's good. And, and listen, I, I think it tastes good. I, I, I don't mind it. But, I actually love it. But, um, yes. But, but I wish there was just a little bit more there. Um, sorry, Jim. No, it's it's fine. I, I, I sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should get along very nicely then. Huh? <laughs> Damn. Fuck. I, I just got posted. Like, he fucking got your ass, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I think this beer is very good. It, I do agree that the coffee is kind of the, in the forefront, more so than the beer. But that doesn't bother me because I love coffee. No, it doesn't bother me either. However, if it's a Baltic porter. I think I want a little more complexity to the malt. You know. too, yeah. So, uh, what what um, ABV is that? Because Baltic porters are usually in the eight nine percent, right? This is eight. Okay, yeah. That's that. I mean, it doesn't taste like an eight percent, or it tastes like a six percent. Sure. I, I think the coffee has a lot to do with that. But so that maybe that's why Jim loves this beer so much. Yeah, because well, he can't taste the booze. <laughs> yeah. You know, for a boozy boy, Jim, you sure love those beers that he can't taste the booze. <laughs> For those those of you that haven't been listening to the podcast that often, and also, honestly, a lot of it's not on the podcast, I think Jim's number one criteria to loving a beer is if he doesn't taste any booze in it. <laughs> if it's like a 10% beer and it's smooth and he doesn't taste booze, he oh, literally man. comes in his pants. <laughs> like, it's, it's not, true. It's not it's true. entirely true. It's 100%. There definitely it's is some truth to that, but it's not entirely true. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take some truth. I'll take some truth. <laughs> it's stretched a little truth is stretched a little there I mean it is it is true but it's not you know it's not my number one criteria yeah um so I don't I don't really know how to seg from this but <laughs> I, I will say um before we we talked about the podcast and, and you, know, you know we were excited about doing another one mm-hmm. um Marius said he had this really funny story about Peanut butter. He's been fucking yeah. hyping this thing for two hours. And, that, I and that's and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to hype these things at all because they they may not be interesting at all. You know, because now I feel bad because if it's something that's hype <laughs> and it's something that's just mediocre, now I'm the asshole. You're the hype man, yeah, though. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't want to be a hype man. <laughs> you better t- even yeah, if it's I'm, a shit story, you better put some like well, s- some English on it to make it like a good story. Right, well, you know? It's, it's, <laughs> all right, all right. You guys, you guys want me to tell you the story? Yeah. It's not much of a story per se. It's, it's more of an experience and what I what I experienced. So, um, you know, I'm foreign. I wasn't I wasn't born in, in the U.S. of A. Okay, um, so I think I've adapted to to U.S. life fairly well. I, I don't I don't think most people would know that I'm not from here, save maybe for for my name. You know, I have a, a slightly weirder name. Um, uh, but there's some things that, like, don't really click, right? So, so for example, okay, Americans love peanut butter. Fuck yeah. But that's like a very American thing. Like, you, oh really? You, you guys think everybody loves peanut butter, but but that that ain't, that ain't it. What do they eat? What do you mean? What do they eat? They just don't eat peanut butter. What do they eat with <laughs> jelly? <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, there's Nutella in Europe. There's that too. Uh-huh. But anyway, so so peanut butter is like a pretty acquired taste for foreigners. Um, generally speaking, I, I, I don't know if it's for everybody, but 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 especially for Europeans. So, um, you know, when I first came to the U.S., I didn't really like peanut butter, and then I got into peanut butter. But, um, but I always had smooth peanut butter, the creamy, the creamy, it's the best kind. Yep. Um, but. Just in talking to people, I knew there was another kind of peanut butter, <laughs> chunky peanut butter, okay? And I don't know, from... Uh, this from word an, of mouth. From, <laughs> from an outside perspective, chunky peanut butter sounds fucking gross. Okay. 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 So, but, but like, some, like, Tim, you like chunky. Oh, dude, extra chunky spanks. Yeah, and, and you, you said it's great, so... After hearing you say that a number of times, I'm like, well, I mean, it can't be that bad, right? Um, so, I, so I get chunky peanut butter. I, for the first time ever in my life, ever in my life that, that, I, that I bought chunky peanut butter or had it or, you know, or anything. Um, <laughs> How'd you like it? And I gotta tell you, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, but that's not the story. The story is... Chunky peanut butter means there's nuts in it. There's bits yeah. of nuts in it. Of course. What did you think that it was? I, dude, I thought it was weird. 
I thought it would be like weird hard clumps of like <laughs> caramelized peanut butter <laughs> where you have like, like where you have to like chew through those <laughs> sticky ass hard clumps of, of just yeah caramelized peanut butter i guess that's that's how i thought it would be i'm like who the fuck would ever want to eat that in their right mind <laughs> and so I, I like when i heard chunky i'm like fuck no i don't want that that sounds gross as shit like who like who would want that and um but they don't call it chunky. They call it crunchy. They call it crunchy. crunchy. Well, same crunchy. Same I think thing. some brands call it chunky. Do they? I think so. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I ended up getting the crunchy slash chunky, whatever you want to call it. And now um, here's the real question. I actually, I actually, I think, I think I might like it better than the normal peanut butter. And and the reason I I say that is because um, it's it's not as like dense and dry because you have the the bits of nuts to like kind of break up the consistency. I kind of like that. I would say it's a little bit more dry. But here here's my question: organic or non-organic? I haven't gotten into that. I know I know okay. one, I know the one has oil or whatever. So that's which all one I know. you get? Which one you get? Well, I, this is just jiff. Oh, that's okay. the good that's stuff. That's the good shit. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the good so, stuff. So people will fucking give you a hard time if you say that. They say, you got to get organic with the oil on the top. That shit's gross. If you want to talk <laughs> about agree. gross peanut butter, that's the kind you get. I like the creamy stuff that's basically just peanut butter flavored Crisco. That's <laughs> the one I want. That's <laughs> give that to me. Give me that. That's what I like, that's too. I <laughs> uh, but anyway, to everybody out there that's listening, chunky peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter, Dude, you gotta give it a try. That's the good stuff, man. Like it's, honestly, it's not gross. It's good. I never fuck with creamy anymore. I like yeah. the creamy stuff. I mean, I go back and forth all the time, but creamy, I, I, I don't know. I do really like it. It's really good. It, it also, it, it kind of reminded me, and Tim, I think about this a lot actually. And this is a segment we did on the podcast a, a, a year ago or something, of uh, just <laughs> things you don't know. How to do as an adult? Oh yeah, should. yeah. I, I think about that all the time, and, and and just randomly it'll pop in my head, and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to schedule a doctor's appointment. You Dude, know? I still don't. Uh, I don't know how to like ship ship a package. You know, like stuff like that. So, just, but that's very unique to me, I guess. But um, yeah, I just I always think about that. I didn't, I didn't want to derail, but <laughs> so that so that's actually a, a funny thing. <clears throat> Shipping a package is weird because I think I'm kind of in the same boat with that, like. I guess I know how to like put stuff in a box and take it to the postal service and they just yeah, ship but it. Like, but like okay, but like people, like some people have like magic printers that print print out the, the fucking UPS thing. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. How, I think those are for, they get for that. Those are people that like have like a business on the side, right? Yes, yeah. But so I recently know. sold some things that I bought when I was like sixteen, and they were like these huge Disney characters. Like, it's weird that I even had these okay. things. Hey, can, you, can you give me a backstory on that? What do you mean, a dis- what do you, like, have they were, Mickey Mouse? <clears throat> they were statues. They were glass statues that I had. Glass. I bought them. They were porcelain. Whatever. They're basically glass, right? I thought it was plastic. No, those are porcelain. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I bought them when I was, like, 16. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was going through a phase, I guess. Also, like, I had a girlfriend at the time that liked Disney, so I, bu- I kind of bought one for her, and, and we broke up, like, a week later. But, you yeah, know, like, whatever. As, as you do when you're 16. Yeah. Okay, I bought so them, yeah, like, yeah, I bought yeah. them for, like, a hundred bucks for, for both of them. At, like, a consignment shop, right, Tim? Yeah, I was, we just, me and Jim actually popped into this random the, consignment shop. I remember shop. seeing one of them in the window, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't, this was 20 years ago. I, I honestly don't remember. With me and Jim were together, we popped into this consignment shop. I was like, that's fucking sweet. I'm going to buy that for my girlfriend. Yeah. We ended up breaking up, but they were still mine, and they were in my dad's basement for 20 years. Nice. And he wanted us to come clean some stuff out, and uh, those were two of the things that were there. So I went and grabbed them. I was like, I'm going to try and sell these things on eBay. Okay. I actually sold them for a lot of fucking money, oh, which fun. is sweet. Indeed. I sold them both for like six hundred bucks. Oh my god! What? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Holy shit! Are you serious? But how the fuck do you ship a glass statue that's three feet tall? Oh, I don't know. Like wrap it in a bunch of bubble wrap. What if it breaks? <laughs> so anyway, so th- this is back. And to they your were point. heavy. Yeah, they were. The one of them was twenty four pounds. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. So I took, I took them straight to the UPS store. I didn't, I didn't wrap them or anything. Okay. Like you're expecting some help from these people? Yeah. So, um, long story short, they shipped them for me. They packed them and everything. Yeah. And they, and also they were insured, which was fucking sweet. Nice. Guess how much they were to ship? I don't know, like twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know where you're. Shipping like California, or something? I don't think that really matters. Okay, but yeah, one of them did go to California. Okay. $170. <laughs> Dude, I almost shit my pants because I already sold the thing and I'm like, I can't back out of the deal. Like, what yeah. am I supposed to do? I can't. Good thing you sold it for six hundred fucking dollars. Seriously, Otherwise you would be at a loss. Dude, $170 to fucking ship one of them. Just one. The other one was like over a hundred. But they got their save. Well, that's Sorry for the derail. But well, I guess you got your fifty cents of your price. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. You know, you think it's like, oh, I made a lot of money on that, but I fucking held it for twenty years. It's like that's a terrible return. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. I know we're running low on time. Yeah. Uh, we want to try to keep these podcasts a little shorter. Trying our uh, best. Try, some, yeah. Try. Sometimes we don't do so good, but hey. But we do want to do one more segment. And Marius said that he wanted somebody to hold his hand with uh, drinking booze, yeah. uh, particularly um, bourbon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jim happened to bring probably the one bourbon that can hold someone's hand. It's not, to be fair, it's not bourbon. Okay, all right, the one whiskey yeah. that can hold somebody's hand. Okay, so, so you guys aren't going to hold my hand. The bourbon's actually... Yeah, that's it's correct. Gonna, it's going to okay. take you by the hand, and it's going to walk you to a, a, a zone where you now love whiskey. And you're going to drink it with not even an ice cube. You're going to drink it straight. Sure you're going to take little baby sips of it. And by the end of it, I believe, I firmly believe, you're going to love it. I really okay. believe that. So are you ready? How deep is this glass going to be? Like, it's just like, like an ounce. Four fingers or? Okay. I'm going to give ounce. you like a quarter of a finger. Yeah. It's an ounce. Okay. Yeah. Like this much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. About an ounce, ounce and a half, something like that. Um, I, I really believe that anybody who is the ones that dip their toe in the the whiskey water i think this is the one that will take you to a zone where you now love it okay. it's uh it's expensive but it, it's it's really really good it's so. beginner stuff is what you're saying um, so good it's not. intro so, intro to the segment is what you're if you got a friend that has it but i wouldn't recommend want, somebody want, who doesn't like it to go out and pay a hundred dollars for a bottle but i have know. a friend who has it that's right that's my <laughs> point that's why i brought it all right, so we're gonna drink that in a minute. So we gotta go rinse our classes, and and uh, we'll be back. That's right. All right, welcome back to Dudes Ripping Brews. We back, aka the Boozy Boys. Yeah, a new identity for us, you guys. I as like it. as promised, we're gonna drink some whiskey. That's right. A little different uh, from our craft beer days, but hey. It's a new world, so here we are. Yeah, and uh, during quarantine, um, Jim especially got super into bourbon. I got into it a lot too, um, not nearly as much as he did. But Jim, you wanna you wanna talk about this specific whiskey? Yeah, yeah right before we went to a little break there, Marius and uh, mentioned that he wanted to have his hand held to get into bourbon or whiskey in general. And so I knew that going into this podcast, so I brought probably the best tasting whiskey that I've ever had in my life and thought, why not try, have him try it and see if he likes it. This specific whiskey is a rye whiskey mm-hmm. made by Angel's Envy, and it is finished in Caribbean rum casks. Okay. That so makes, That makes a lot more sense because I've been sniffing this glass that I have. Yeah. I've been getting some some things, but yeah, go ahead. So normally rye is uh, a little different than bourbon because rye has a little bit more spicy notes to it. Um, And you you can very clearly tell the difference. And where bourbon's a little bit more sweet, rye is a little spicy. But there can be rye and bourbon, right? Like, is that okay? Usually not, but but in general, uh, I I think the the rule is in bourbon it has to be at least 50% corn. Right. 
where this specific rye is 95% rye. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's very different. Yes. Yeah. Now, this one, because it's finished in rye barrels, it gives it that really nice, sweet taste of... Not rye barrels. Sorry, of rum barrels. It gives it that real sweet rum taste as well. Now, this stuff... This this bottle was a hundred bucks, so it's not cheap. Uh, a lot of rice, not that much, but just bragging. Yeah, I'm not bragging. I just said this, this, this was a hundred bucks, but it it is. I honestly truly believe the best tasting booze I've ever had, like straight from the bottle, you know, without adding anything to it. It's insanely good. So I I am really curious to see, Marius, what you think about mm-hmm. this because you don't like whiskey and you don't like straight booze for that matter so yeah so so to give you some background on that i um i I feel like almost everybody can relate to this where they would have uh you know when they first start drinking a bad experience with tequila and they say i don't want to drink tequila anymore so that for me was with jack daniels and so like uh sort of those sweet brown liquors i just like you get that whiff of sweetness and alcohol and I, I you know for a, for a long time at least for me I just, it was very off-putting but you know you, you grow and you try other shit and you know all of a sudden it isn't so bad so. yeah I'd ask you just to give it another chance you know that's all yeah. some people that stays with them for life but so this is interesting just smelling it so I, I think the rum part like makes a lot of sense because because there's that sweetness, but like I also get some vanilla, and I get, um, I get the barrel too. But there's also like almost like a maple type of, of mm-hmm. quality to it too. Uh, is that and that's just from your smell, right? You haven't even tasted it yet. Absolutely, has a little bit of maple okay. scent to it. And I think that mostly comes from the the rum barrel. Yeah, I think vanilla is the the aroma and the taste that I pick up the most. Mm. Man, that's pretty good that's good i mean um so it's 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 different like from a beer in terms of like and i'm assuming like you know most whiskeys or bourbons would would do this but like you you drink it and you get that those kind of like sweet qualities from it on your tongue but but then it's almost balanced by the burn on on the back of your throat Whereas, you know, like a beer wouldn't burn, but like it's balanced with the hops. Um, this one didn't burn, didn't burn so, so much, which is good. I, I mean, I like that as a newbie, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the more that I get into bourbons, the more that I don't mind that burn in the back. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. That comes kind of just with, with drinking a little bit more. Like I always used to drink my bourbon with an ice cube or even a big ice cube. The big ice cube is great because it doesn't super water your drink down. Right, just makes it cold. Exactly. The smaller ice cubes will water it down a little bit and make it cold. The more I drink it, the more I like it room temp, just just Mm. without anything in it. And you get used to that, like, little alcohol burn, and it it actually is a little pleasant. And and some of the ones that you like, that I like, are, they they have a little bit of that, you know. Mm. This one doesn't have very much alcohol burn, and it is fantastic. But I really believe this is a good beginner like, if you're not into it, I think most people would like this. It's very flavorful. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's... Like, now, granted, this is another thing, like, I'm drinking a $100 bottle of whiskey right now. Would that be, like, if if a, a newbie into beer was drinking, um, I don't know, a, a Treehouse Julius or a Plenty Elder or something, you know, something that is uh, sort of at the top of... Of that category, you know, and and obviously that's going to be one of the most refined examples of what you're drinking. I don't think it's comparable, and I'll, I'll say that because this is a really unique example. Okay. This like this is the only one that I personally know of, and I'm a dumbass, so there might be a lot of them. But that's this true. is the only <laughs> this is the only one that I know that's rye finished in rum barrels mm-hmm. that that you can get like at least around here. I've never seen any other ones. Um, so I don't know, like, this is just a unique thing. It's not like it's just the best example of the, the category. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's, apparently rye is quite different than 
than most other whiskeys or bourbons, right? So yeah, again, rye is usually a little spicier. So mm-hmm. if you if you try a rye next to a bourbon, even the same brand, you'll you'll tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. bourbon sweet. Yeah, sure. Okay. And rye is spicy, still smooth, just spicy. Yeah. Tim, what do you think of? Honestly, <clears throat> dead serious when I say this. I think it's the best tasting alcohol I've ever had. Not beer, like hard alcohol. Like of any any type I've ever had, oh. I think it's the best. I've told Jim this before because I've had this a couple times with him, and he's been very gracious to share this with me like three times now. This, like, I've had some really rare stuff that's really, really great. And don't get me wrong, all those are excellent. But the flavors don't compare to this. This, like, the, the flavors in here are unlike any liquor I've ever had in my life. It has the, like, the punch of a whiskey, mm-hmm. but the smoothness of a, of a rum. And also mm-hmm. a lot of those, like, really unique, awesome tastes of a rum. Yeah. So, you know, Jimmy, you said you've gotten really into bourbon, but this is not a bourbon, right? This isn't a bourbon. No, this is a rye. And, and bourbon is whiskey, right? It's just a, a specific yeah. kind of whiskey. Yes. Um, so why do you... Um, why do you think this one particularly is a, is a better introduction hold my hand type of thing than say uh, a bourbon example so i say that bourbon is sweet and to my palate because i'm into it it's sweet but if you were to drink it as somebody who is not necessarily into whiskey mm-hmm. you wouldn't probably pick out the sweet notes this this specific one that we're drinking right now has those sweet notes. I don't care who you are, you're going to think this is a little sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's because of the rum barrels. Yeah. It's just a unique booze that I feel like people would find interesting. You know, that that's the main thing. Um, I mean, even a lot of the bourbons that are sweet still will knock you down with the, the alcohol burn. You know what I mean? The Kentucky Hug, right? That's what they call it. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I went on to the distillery tour once, and that's a bit. That's what they said. <laughs> I like that. That's a good marketing scheme yeah. there. <laughs> By the way, I had a I had a really hard time on that distillery tour just because, like, you know, I, I'm not into I'm not into bourbon, and and like it was why. But one of the cool things they did at one of the distilleries is they paired it with like chocolates. And, yeah, and that was cool. They go well together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really good. So I'd, I'd love to get into it and then do that again because I feel like that'd be kind of a treat um, at that point. So I, I really, if you want to get into bourbon or even just whiskey in general or a lot of different boozes, the, I mean, the really, the, we're drinking this straight, but the best way is probably to have it in mm. a cocktail, you know, mm. especially with some like sweet mixers, sure. um, something that's going to take away some of that Kentucky hug that you just mentioned. Sure, but but like if you have it in an old fashioned and stuff, there's there's other things that can sort of mask it, right, and make it more uh, playable. But, yeah. But that means you get less of the actual booze. Exactly. Right? Like an old fashioned has sugar in it, it's just right. straight up sugar in yeah. it, yeah. and orange, you know, and bitters. Well, you know, so the more I drink of it, the less I want that. I just want it straight in a glass. Sure. But if you want a nice gateway. A Manhattan or an old fashioned yeah. is a, a great compromise to that. Right. No, that's cool. That's what, I mean, hey, if if all of them are this good, then it'll it'll be a, it'll be a quick road for me to get into these. But it's what, all downhill from what, here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. What do you <laughs> think about this? I mean, you've had you've had most of the glass that you're drinking. What do you think? No, it's. I mean, I mean, it's good. Like, um, uh, God, I don't, I don't know exactly how to say this. There's that burn. But that burn doesn't linger. It's like that burn says, "Hey, I'm burned and I'm here," and then like, uh, "Bye, I'm going away." Like, it, whereas like a lot of other times, uh, especially when I've had bourbon, you get that burn down your throat and it kind of sticks with you for a minute. Like it, it's just it's just kind of there and makes you feel like you want to want to throw up. Well, that's what it gives for, to me. For, yeah, for me, yeah, specifically, yes, because I I have done that and it sucked and you know. It also um, depends on how you drink it. Yeah, you know it sounds like pretentious, like how to drink bourbon. Like, how how do you how do you drink it? You know, like it sounds so stupid. Yeah, like very James Bond. You just fucking swallow it. Like it's stupid. But if you drink it with your mouth closed, like you drink it, put it in your mouth, you swallow it, and then breathe out through your nose, 
a lot of that alcohol burn goes away and you just get the flavor of the bourbon. Well, I got, I just did that. And so the burn went through my nose. Yeah. The burn goes through your nose instead right. of out your mouth. It's right. just totally different. Like, it reminds me of horseradish a little bit when the burn goes, goes out your nose. Don't say that. Please don't take this for me. <laughs> not, not, obviously not the I same fucking taste, hate but, horseradish. But yeah, a very intense, like, nose heat. Just, um... So, uh, no, it's good. It's good. Good stuff. Obviously, yeah. Jim, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Appreciate it. And, um, we'll be doing more of it too. I mean, we, I, I got so much good bourbon at my house right now that, like, like I mentioned earlier, I went knee deep in bourbon. I got so many good bourbons at my house right now. Tim's got a lot of good bourbon here too. Um, oh, okay. that we'll have to, we'll have to just dive into because it's, you know, it's only knee deep, so you can't, you can't go ahead. Head for, you got to do a shallow dive, but shallow. You know, sounds but, like we're gonna be doing some after podcast uh, sips. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just gonna say let's let's log off and go have like a, a cocktail or something. Yeah. I'm done with that. A cocktail. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, hey, uh, well, it was really great getting back together with you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to the future of the podcast. Can um, we just before we before we head out? Can we just recap the drinks that we had? Yeah, for sure. I, 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 so, so people were curious on all the drinks that we had. So for sure, what's, yeah. what's that one that you got there, Marius? Yeah, our first one we had was uh, Painter Pigment, uh, and that is from Dancing Gnome in Pittsburgh. It's an American ale, has, as they call it, but it, it's really a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Jim, I think you had the second one? Yeah, the second one was by Noctera Brewing Company, and the beer is called Terra Java. It's a coffee Baltic porter with local coffee that they have there called Jennings Java. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, was, and then, was that the, was that all the beer that we drank? And then, yep. and then, and then just the booze. And then it? the bourbon, or, sorry, the... The whiskey that we're drinking is Angel's Envy Finished Rye. Um, again, it's a rye whiskey finished in Caribbean rum casks. Yeah. It it's good. out of this world. It, it, it truly is out of this world in terms of how good it is. Yeah. And if, if you ever have the chance to go to either Dancing Hill or Noctera, I would highly recommend that. Both um, are really cool places. For sure. Uh, especially Noctera. Like, they have a they have really cool um, just kind of, uh, outdoor setting yeah. and, and indoor, too. Um, they're awesome and you know Dancing Gnome makes one of the best scenes out there so well hey it was great seeing you guys and yeah. uh, let's go have an old fashioned what do you say mm-hmm. that sounds great alright uh, thanks for listening uh, this is uh, I, I don't really really know what to call us I think we're still dudes dripping bruised but like we're also like maybe like dudes dripping booze Ooh. yeah dudes dripping booze uh, boozy boozy boys I love it we're in the middle of of talking about it, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're going through changes. That's okay. But we're still dudes dripping brews for now, and we're just, you know, we're doing some, some boobs. So, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, see ya. See ya.